come on, let's find our seats and sit down. Oh, wait, where's the popcorn? I have it, but not now. Shh, shut up, the movie's starting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Now Showing, where we talk about movies in depth. I'm your host, Pragna, and joining me today are Kyren and Elise. Hi. Hello. Today we'll be talking about Howl's Moving Castle, an anime film released in 2004. This film was 2 hours and 30 minutes long and has an age rating of 7+. It was written and directed by Hayao Mizayaki and was produced by Toshio Suzuki. Firstly, the mesmerizing music in Howl's Moving Castle was composed by Joe Hisaishi. It was based on the book by Diana Wynne-Jones of the same name and the movie version was animated by Studio Ghibli. This movie features Chieko Baisho as Sophie, Takuya Kimura as Hao, and Akihiro Miwa as the Witch of the Waste. The movie's budget was 107 million ringgit, and the box office was around 1 billion ringgit. That's just crazy! Did you know the movie has a rating of 8.2 IMDb? As a short summary, it is a love story between an 18-year-old girl named Sophie, cursed by the Witch of the Waste into an old woman, and a magician named Hao. Under the curse, Sophie sets out to free herself from it, which takes her to Hal's moving castle. In the castle, Sophie meets Hal's fire demon, named Karishifa, also known as Calcifer. Seeing that she is under a curse, Calcifer makes a deal with Sophie, that if she breaks the contract he is under with Hal, then Calcifer will lift the curse that Sophie is under, making her return to her 18-year-old body. If she really does break the curse, you'll have to watch the movie to find out more. To follow up, this movie contains strong old age and compassion themes, which Miziaki stated that an attractive aspect of the story of House Moving Castle was the relatively positive light it shed on growing old. It also has a lot of flight and aviation-related themes. The most obvious is the fact that Hal can transform into a bird. Other flight-related machines like the flying battleships also suggest the director wanted to include the theme onto the movie. House Moving Castle also resembles a little bit of The Wizard of Oz. For example, the Witch of the Waste is like the Wicked Witch of the West, and Hal is like the Wizard of Oz that Sophie, like Dorothy, looks answers from. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Now let's have our sponsor say a few words. This episode is brought to you by Garrett Popcorn. The amazing Chicago-style popcorn is ideal for every movie you'll ever watch. They have so many flavors like buttery popcorn, caramel, and even caramel almond crisp. There's definitely a flavor that you will love. And the best part? By using our discount code NSGARRETT, that's N capital S capital and Garrett with a capital G, you get a 20% discount on the next two purchases made at any Garrett worldwide. This is something you definitely don't want to miss. The offer only lasts for 15 days after this episode airs, so hurry up and eat all the popcorn you can. Thank you so much to Garrett Popcorn for sponsoring this episode. Now, like we mentioned before, the movie was based on Diana Wynne-Jones' book of the same name. However, like all movies that are adaptation of books, there are several differences between the two. The book had many characters and plot threads that were too complicated to be transferred to the movie. A good example of this is Martha, Sophie's second sister. While we do hear a quick mention of her in the beginning, we don't see her character in the film at all. Another example is an unincluded plot thread involving Marco, who was called Michael in the book. And apart from leaving out characters and plot threads, 
the movie adaptation also changed certain aspects of the book. The best example would be House Castle. While in the book, it is described as a tall, dark, and sinister wizard's tower, the film shows us a complex image, a collage of chimneys, roofs, steam pipes, and more on two mechanical bird legs. Obviously, there is almost no similarity between the two. Calcifer, who is shown as a demonic character in the book, is shown to be more of an endearing character in the movie. Mizayaki's biggest addition to the plot is the use of war as a large part of it. In the book, the idea is only touched upon, but in the film adaptation, we can see that the idea of war actually plays a pretty important role in the storyline. With Howl constantly disappearing to try and stop the war, we also see that it is during the war that Sophie finally picks up her courage and stands up for herself. The second half of the film is different from the first, primarily because of the war aspect. Let's take a short break to introduce our very own contest of the month. For this month, we'll be having an art contest, which requires you to create any character from Howl's Moving Castle. You can do this by drawing, painting, sketching, or whatever you see fit. Submit your finished artwork through email to nowshowing041 at gmail.com. That's nowshowing041 at gmail.com, no caps. We can't wait to see the amazing artwork you make. Anyways, moving on. In 2001, Studio Ghibli announced the production of two movies, one being House Moving Castle. Originally, Mamoru Hosoda was chosen to direct the film, but several of his ideas were rejected by Studio Ghibli. The project was shelved until eventually Miziaki took over. The project resumed in early 2003 and was scheduled to be completed in spring of 2004 and released that summer. Although the movie was produced digitally, the original backgrounds were drawn by hand and painted beforehand. The characters were also drawn by hand before being scanned into the computer. All 1,400 storyboard cuts made for the film were completed by early 2004. Studio Ghibli co-produced the film with other companies including Dentsu, Nippon Television Network, and Mitsubishi. The film has been nominated for several awards and won many of them as well. Apart from Japanese awards such as the Tokyo Anime Award, where it won four categories in 2005, and the Mainichi Film Awards, which it won in 2004, the movie was nominated for Best Animated Film at the Saturn Awards in 2006 and was the first runner-up at the Seattle International Film Festival. It has been nominated and won several awards in Japan and across the world. Now, onto the breathtaking melodies that Joe Hisaishi put so much effort into. The most famous melody of them all is Merry Go Round, where the piano plays gracefully to compose a spectacular piece. The majority of the music is actually in the contemporary genre and is very calming and uses the piano. The track list includes songs like Merry Go Round, of course, Heart of Flutter, and Spring Cleaning. There are a total of 26 songs. Personally, my favorite piece from Howl's Moving Castle is Stroll Through the Sky. I love the melody, and the chorus is the best in my opinion. What track do you guys like the most? Feel free to let us know by emailing us at the address that we mentioned earlier. Moving on to the ratings. Personally, I rate this movie an 8.5 out of 10. I rate it a 7.5 out of 10. And my rating is a 9 out of 10. Now, setting aside the facts, we're going to tell you what we think are the strong and weak points of the film and why we gave it that rating. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, I give this around like roughly 8.5 out of 10. 
Honestly, at the beginning, I was definitely confused on what was happening. However, at the end, I understood it. Well, in the beginning, it started off at an alleyway as Sophie and Hal was talking. Then at Sophie's hat shop, the witch of the waste randomly pops up and says, stay away from what belongs to me. Then suddenly, poof, Sophie turns into an old woman. Well, this left me thinking, why did this happen? Spoiler alert, later on into the movie, we learn that the witch of the waste actually liked Hal. Out of jealousy, she puts a curse on Sophie. Even though my mind was flooding with questions at the beginning, I thought the art style, the animations, and the music were absolutely phenomenal. I would recommend you to watch this in your free time. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I saw the movie for the very first time for this review, and while I've heard of it, I've never even seen a short clip of it before this. For me, I personally love the animation style, and I think that influenced quite a bit of what I thought of the movie. The reason I gave it a 7.5 for me is because unlike Elise, the last part of the movie was pretty hard to understand. Everything happens really quickly, and I was left with a ton of questions when I was done. However, the movie was already too long, so trying to explore these concepts in detail would take far too long. I did understand it on my second watch though, so that's why it only got a 7.5 from me. Understandable. Now to my rating. I gave Howl's Moving Castle a 9 out of 10 rating because of the plot and how the movie is structured. I'm not usually one for romance movies, but this one caught my eye and it turned out to be an amazing production by Studio Ghibli. Everything about the movie, like the plot twists, the characters, the detail and the effort put into it is just amazing. Overall, the movie is a definite recommendation from me. Well, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you especially to Garrett Popcorn for sponsoring this episode. And make sure to get your discounted popcorn before it's too late. The next episode is definitely something you want to hear. So make sure to follow our podcast for more to come. Bye! Bye.